a reading from the revelation of Jesus Christ to St. John. When he broke open the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw that the seven angels who stood before God were given seven trumpets. Another angel came and stood at the altar, holding a gold censer. He was given a great quantity of incense to offer, along with the prayers of all the holy ones, on the gold altar that was before the throne. The smoke of the incense, along with the prayers of the holy ones, went up before God from the hand of the angel. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. The disciples approached Jesus and said, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child over and placed it in their midst and said, Amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that their angels in heaven always look on the face of my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So do the children want to come up for a children's homily? By the way, I should have, I apologize, I should have mentioned at the beginning of the Mass, because we've transferred the Feast of Guardian Angels to this Sunday, the, the readings in the book are, are the, they're the regular readings for the Sunday, not for the Guardian Angels Feast. So if you're looking for the readings, you're doing, you, you, yeah. Anyway, I should have warned you. That would be different. Hi there. How are you doing? Excellent. You can have a seat if you want to. Oh, Hey, so tell me about that window. What do you see in that big window up there? Pardon? Mary. Mary? One more. Actually, that's, see, that's an angel. See the wings? It's an angel. And what's, what's the angel doing? Yeah, well, she's watching over two children, isn't she? The angel, see, it's a guardian angel. Did you know that God gives us all guardian angels to watch over us in life, to protect us? And there's lots of different ways they do that. But a lot of times they will protect us by, by giving us thoughts and ideas, what we call inspirations, that help us live lives as Christians better, to get closer to God. Our angels are always watching out for us. And they're also always praying for us. You know that, that our angels pray for us all the time? And they take our prayers to God and they bring God's word to us. Now this is a little prayer. You may know this prayer already. I'll read this prayer to you. It says, Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Do you know this prayer? You do? Oh, I was going to give you a copy of it, but you can take that home, put that in your room, and always say a little prayer for your guardian angel to help watch over you, okay? I like your little unicorn sticker. That's really pretty. God bless you. Have a good one. Go back to mom. See you later. So today we're celebrating guardian angels. 
And angels are very popular these days. Have you noticed that? People like to talk about angels and pictures of angels, and they wear little angels on their lapel or, or, or something. You know, they have like, there's, angels are, are very popular. I think there's as a desire in our society, in our culture, that has become so materialistic to try to reflect on the fact there's more to this life than just what you can kick. There's more to life than just what is material. And angels are non-material beings. They are spirits. They're pure spirit. And as such, they don't have bodies. They don't have materiality. Although sometimes they, they can appear that way, right? The angels can appear to people. We know that the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary to announce the birth of the Messiah. Also appeared to Samson mothers to, uh, to announce his birth. Angels appear as columns of, of fire in the Old Testament or as pillars of cloud. Angels appear in lots of different ways, but their function is always the same to bring God's message to us. That's what angel means, is a messenger. That an angel is a messenger from God. But as we saw in the second reading, one in the book from the book of Revelation, they also take our messages to God. It says the angels burning incense before the throne of God, which scripture says is the prayers of the saints. The angels are bringing our prayers to God as well as bringing God's message to us. Now, an interesting thing about angels, at least kind of interesting to me because I'm always interested in historical things, is do you realize that the existence of angels was known long before we had a Bible. In fact, in the very, very first chapters of Genesis, angels are there to guard the Garden of Eden. Angels appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. You know, they ascend and descend upon the ladder, coming to and from God. In fact, when I was a, a little kid, little Baptist kid, we used to sing that song, We Are Climbing Jacob's Ladder. Did y'all sing that? Catholics don't sing? Oh, some Catholics do. Okay, that's good. I mean, it actually doesn't make many sense because the, the la Jacob's ladder is for angels, not for us. But nonetheless, we sang that song. But angels really are not... The word angel doesn't reflect what they are, but what they do. They are messengers who bring our prayers to God and who bring God's word to us, that they are the messengers of God, or we can actually even see them as the message itself, the message of God. Because, again, they're not material, they are spirit. And when we look in life for things that are spirit, things that are non-material, what are those things that we have experience with in life that is non-material? A thought? An idea? A word, an energy, an attitude. These are things that we experience in our regular lives that are non-material beings. They are non-material, but yet they have a profound impact upon us. Think in terms of our faith, of our belief. Our belief whatever belief it is, is a non-material belief. Even if we don't believe in God, but we believe in something else, the very fact that there is a belief 
shows us that there is a spiritual realm that intersects ours. And that intersection, the scriptures show us uh, as angels, where we connect with God through these means. In fact, angels have been discussed, well, we know at least as early back as 4,000 BC, there's actually an ancient Akkadian inscription, fourth dated 4,000 BC, that talks about the guardian spirits, the seven spirits that guard the earth. You know what the names of those spirits were? Michael, Gabriel, Raphael. See, those that we think of as the guardian angels, we know them as the guardian angels, they have been known among humanity thousands of years before Abraham. That's one of the great things about seeing our life as Catholic. You see, as Catholics, we understand that our faith is universal, not just across the whole earth, but across all of time. So our faith comes to us from Jesus, who is the perfect revelation from God, but it's also built upon the shoulders of all humanity from the dawn of humanity until now, where people have had a relationship with God, who have sought God and have come to understandings. And that understanding grew until Jesus came to give us the perfect revelation of God. And he clarified a few things, right? He taught us a few things and explained to us that um, some of the things that were held perhaps by those cultures ahead of him were wrong, but he gave us a true revelation of God. But that revelation itself included angels. Angel, God, Jesus says many things about angels. He says angels, angels accompanied him in his ministry. They ministered to him in the desert. Angels will accompany him when he returns. Angels accompany each one of us when our spirits, or our souls are brought before God. All these things angels are involved in wherever humanity and God intersect. That the realm of the spirit intersects our life with angels. And one of the most common ways that the angels intersect in our lives is in that, that word, that inspiration, that idea, that thought, that attitude that leads us to God. See, St. Paul tells us that the purpose of angels is to serve us. It says angels are ministering spirits who serve those who are called to the salvation of God. Angels are to instruct us to be closer to God, to live the life of God. And that's those inspirations often that we receive from God. It's a message or a messenger from God to bring us closer to him. And there are many examples of this throughout history, many examples in, in scripture, but even beyond scripture. And I wanna share a couple of examples with you today. One of them happened to Saint Pope Leo the Great, or maybe it's Pope Saint Leo the Great. I never know how to say that, but anyway, Leo the Great, he was, the Pope at a time when Rome was in terrible condition. It had been sacked by the, by the barbarians, by, uh, by Germanic tribes, and by many, many people had come through and, and sacked Rome and destroyed it. There was no more gates, there were no more walls. And, and Leo 
was trying to rebuild the walls of, the, of Rome in order to protect it. But guess who shows up? Attila the Hun. This is not your favorite bedtime story so to wake up your kids. And by the way, Attila the Hun is right outside and he's got all these Huns, whatever Huns are. But we had lots of them and they had axes and swords and they were coming after Rome. So Leo, who was a very godly man, a very brave man, he went out to face Attila the Hun. And he didn't go alone. He brought a deacon with him. So it was Attila the Hun faces Pope Leo the Great and a deacon. But as Leo the Great came towards Attila the Hun, guess who else showed up? Saint Michael the Archangel. The big angel with the flaming sword standing there towering over all of them. And Attila looks at all this and he says to Saint Leo, Whatever you want, just let me know. We'll take care of things. <laughs> and Attila the Hun turned and left. Did not attack Rome. Because there was an angel there to guard and to guide. I want to tell you another story of an angel. And this is a personal story. This is my story. When I was much, when I was much younger. And um, anyway, I, and... So I was driving through town, and the car I had at the time was an Opal Cadet. Anybody remember Opal Cadets? I don't think they make them anymore, thanks be to God. I had to rebuild that carburetor once a year. Now I'm so glad cars don't have carburetors. I don't have to worry about it. But anyway, this Opal Cadet, which was a tiny little car, and we're driving through. I was driving through uh, Dallas because I lived in Dallas. It's down the highway. I think 70 miles an hour was the speed limit back then, and so I'm driving along, and I'm following, I'm, I'm behind this flatbed truck, or a flatbed trailer truck, and I suddenly had this thought. I mean, it, I have a hard time describing it, as if someone was speaking in my ear, but there was nobody there, and I didn't hear words, but nonetheless, it was a really clear thought. Get out of this lane, change lanes. So I did. I moved over to a left, one lane to the left, and no sooner had I gotten one lane out of the way than a bag of concrete came flying off of the flatbed truck and landed in, on the highway next to me. If I had not heard that voice, if I had not received that word, that little inspiration, oh, I would have been dead. A bag of concrete would have come through my windshield at 70 miles an hour. That would have been a very bad day. See, God is always watching out for us, and he ministers to us through messengers or messages, a word, an inspiration. These things come to us to light our way, to guide us, to protect us, to guard over us. See, this is God's ministry of angels, that spiritual inspiration that comes to us. Now, one of the problems we have is that we realize there aren't just good angels, right? There are bad angels. There are good messages that come to us in our life, good messengers, and there are bad messages, bad messengers evil spirits. You see, when we 
can get our minds away from the Hollywood version of angels and demons and see them as those spiritual messages that come to us, messages of belief, of attitude, of inspiration, we begin to see that the spirits of God and the spirits of this world are everywhere at work. One of the most heartbreaking things to me is I remember, I remember 9-11, remember when the towers fell down and the entire country joined together in unity to stand up against that attack. But today, we find ourselves being attacked by this disease, but we're not coming together in unity, are we? There's a tremendous spirit of disunity, a spirit of divisiveness, a message of divisiveness that is spread across the country and that is keeping us from being able to be, to work together, to function together, to be at harmony together. How do we fight that? We fight one spirit with another, right? We fight that spirit of divisiveness by bringing a spirit of understanding, by speaking a word of understanding, of speaking a message of understanding. Somehow we've got in our heads, we've got to get everybody to think and think the same way and believe the same things. Well, that's not going to happen. But if we can come together in understanding, if we can, instead of fighting each other with some, one person's opinion with another person's opinion, let's come to an understanding. It's okay if we have different ideas. It's okay if we have different opinions. But if we speak a word of understanding, help me understand your position. Let me understand your opinion. I understand that. Do you want to understand mine? And we can come to a point of understanding. Then we can move together. Even if there's disagreement, we can walk together. Every married couple that's been married for longer than a week has had to learn how to do that, right? How to disagree, but still remain in harmony and move forward together. We have in our possession, in our lives, we have these angelic spirits, these angelic messages, these angelic words that we can bring into the society around us, to the people around us. We can carry the message of God into the society and bring people to harmony and to understanding. So these ideas, these thoughts, these spirits, spirits of fear, spirits of anxiety, spirits of divisiveness, but also spirits of understanding, spirits of love, spirits of kindness. These are around us all the time. But we have in our possession the absolute, maybe the greatest power in the universe. Choice. We have free will. We can choose which spirits to listen to. We can choose who we are going to follow. We can learn to listen and discern God's voice, God's message in our lives. 
we can choose to follow that message, that goodness that leads us closer to God and turn away from those messages of anger and frustration, accusation that divide us and that tear us apart. Because God has not given us a spirit of divisiveness. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has given us a spirit of love. God has given us a spirit of unity. God has given us a spirit of courage and of a sound mind.